Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are so glad to be with you. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, and we want to thank you for listening today. We are um, excited to be talking again to our guest from last week. Last week, we kicked off um, another week diving into the topic of forgiveness and this week, we're talking about forgiveness in action Yes. Um, and re-engage. And so we're going to kind of explore that in the podcast today. And we're going to do that by talking to my mom again for part two of her story. So mom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. For those of you who maybe didn't get to hear her last week, um, this is my mom. Her name is Debbie. She is um, married to my dad, Steve. I forgot to say his name last week. Um, she and my dad live in Iowa. They have raised three girls. We're all very grown now. And <laughs> we've added three son-in-laws to the mix and eight grandkids. So we're keeping you guys busy. And my mom is recently retired. She had was a nurse for many, many years in lots of different capacities. And so now, now you're on call full time for all of our phone calls, mom and texts, right? (laughs) Which you do pretty well. (laughs) Well, Trav, as we talk about forgiveness and specifically kind of forgiveness in action, um, last week we talked a little bit about kind of through my mom's story, like what forgiveness is like, um, how sometimes we don't feel ready to forgive, how sometimes life can be, is hard and forgiveness feels impossible. Mm-hmm. But as believers in Christ, we are commanded to forgive. Yeah, um, It's not optional. And so why don't you just talk to us a little bit about why, why do we have to forgive? Why should we forgive? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the, value, the very foundation of that has got to be the gospel. Yeah, uh, we have been forgiven much, and uh, I, I think about uh, Keller. Tim Keller preached an amazing sermon on John chapter eighteen, and in that passage, you see the arrest of Jesus, right? And so Judas comes, having uh, agreed to betray Christ, and of course, Judas knew exactly where Jesus would be there in the garden. As often his practice, he would slip away at the disciples, and that was his place of prayer, and that's where he was that very evening. And so as they come to arrest Jesus with this Roman cohort, he has this dialogue and conversation. And essentially Jesus says, okay, I know that you're coming for me. I told you that I am he, as it says there in verse eight. So if you seek me, let these go their way. And I never made the connection as Keller pointed out. He's like, what Jesus is doing in that moment is so critical because what would often happen is you have a leader of a new sect, like Jesus was starting here. Mm -hmm. Not only would the leader be arrested, but so would his ardent followers. Hmm. And so obviously if the disciples get arrested and charged, we have a problem with the start of the church. (laughs) Right. And so what does Jesus say? 
okay, take me, let these go. Hmm. And Keller made the point, he's like, forgiveness is setting loose. So in other words, Jesus is saying, take me, forgive them. Wow. Notice what he didn't say, and I, I think this is, is kind of funny. He didn't say, you know what? Actually, I changed my mind. Take Peter, because I can't stand this guy. <laughs> he's brash. He's got a loud mouth. <laughs> if we could just get him out of the way. <laughs> he didn't. He knew exactly all the faults of all these disciples, and yet he was willing to say, okay, no, take me, punish me. Hmm. Let these men go. Set them loose. Hmm. Don't hold a charge against them. Which is a beautiful picture because Jesus would literally go to a cross and be charged with our sins. Right. The crimes we had committed against a heavenly God. And so I, I think when you think about forgiveness, um, being set loose, forgiven, mm-hmm. um, but that comes at a cost, a price that was being willing, willingly was paid at Calvary for us. And paying that price, Jesus died, was buried, and three days later, according to the scriptures, he rose again. Mm-hmm. And because the tomb is empty, it's possible to be forgiven, to receive that offer of salvation and be born again into his family. Mm-hmm. So we think about forgiveness. People who are forgiven by Jesus forgive. Right. Right. And that is the premise of what we're talking about when we think about forgiveness. Not because it's easy. Right. It's definitely not easy. But if we understand the depth of our sin and the distance Jesus was willing to go to save us, rescue us, and pay the price for our sins, it will radically alter our lives from the inside out. And we can be a people who forgive others, who transgress against us. Right. So I think that's why... We always have to go back to the gospel or it it will not work the way it's supposed to. And we'll, we'll, we'll stay in a place of unforgiveness. And, and, and then, of course, that that springs forth in all sorts of horrible things in our lives when it comes to bitterness and, and resentment yeah. and anger and hatred. And so Jesus allows us to be able to forgive others as we see how much we've been forgiven by him. Yeah, kind of our main idea from last week and just from this topic of forgiveness, um, we're we're looking at this principle of extending grace and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And why would we do that? Well, the main idea from last week is that we have been forgiven of everything by God's grace. Therefore, we are able to forgive. forgive. Now, do we want to forgive all the time? No. (laughs) Do we convince ourselves that we can't? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But we are able because mm-hmm. of what has been forgiven in our life. And and then conversely, um, I loved this quote from our lesson. It says, when you don't forgive, mm-hmm. you know, and this is speaking to somebody who is a believer and has yep. been forgiven by yep. Christ, you are being hypocritical because you are receiving God's forgiveness, but you're not willing to extend it to others. Mm-hmm. And especially sometimes to those closest to us. And, you know, we have to, um, I think we were able to talk about this with my mom and we'll get into this in a little bit. You know, of course, we understand sometimes it really is hard, (laughs) like gut-wrenchingly hard to forgive. Yes. And we can have a million reasons that feel really sound for why we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And yet 
there is not a single reason in light of what Christ has done yeah. for us that we can withhold it or yeah. that we should withhold it. Yeah. And, you know, I think maybe it's worth even just kind of mentioning uh, along that vein, knowing that there are hard circumstances, though, what it doesn't mean, mm-hmm. what forgiveness does not mean. Yeah. Something like uh, forgiveness is not forgetting. Right. So that doesn't mean that we just ignore what's been done to mm-hmm. us, um, but we remember our commitment to forgive. Yeah. It's a choice that we make. That's right. Um, even when the feelings of hurt and disappointment return. Yeah. Um, forgiveness is not condoning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not saying that, you know, everything is suddenly made better the minute we forgive. Mm-hmm. I love this quote, forgiveness is instant, but trust will take time to rebuild. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's important. And then maybe yeah. um, forgiveness is not a feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really probably one of the hardest ones. Yeah. Yeah. If you're waiting for the feeling, <laughs> yeah. you're never going to forgive. Never going to get there. But I think what's so cool is if we're willing to be obedient to the truth yep. and choose to forgive, even when it's hard. And we do that over time because I think sometimes we think, oh, we forgive somebody. Now I'm no longer going to struggle with with hard feelings. Right. But I think if we allow the truth to drive our life and we choose to forgive and we do that time and time and time again, our feelings eventually catch up. Yeah. And and so I've experienced that as well. Yeah. Um, coming from a broken home, there was definitely some seasons of bitterness and resentment and anger. And um, I chose to forgive. And over time, my feelings caught up. Yeah. And today, I, I don't struggle with those feelings of resentment or anger or bitterness. Um, praise be to God. Mm-hmm. Because His word is true. Yeah. And so I, I think that hopefully gives hope to our listeners. Yeah. That, yeah, it may be a tough season. Yep. But if you're willing to go, if you're willing to do those hard things, go to those hard places like like seeking forgiveness um, or asking for forgiveness, um, there's a blessing yep. on the and, other side of yep. that. And I think, you know, this is a great principle. Forgiveness is not just about the person who hurts you. Right. Forgiveness is more about you than it is them. Right. Um, I love this quote. The person who hurts you most likely cannot do anything to make up for the pain that they've caused you. Mm-hmm. And they may mm-hmm. never ask for forgiveness or even see their need to be forgiven. Yeah. That's hard. But the longer that you hold on to the hurt, the longer their actions continue to have negative effects in your life. Yeah. Forgiveness has limited benefit to the one who caused pain. That's right. Forgiveness primarily benefits you, yes. the one who has been hurt. It yes. really is a gift you give to yourself. Right. And when you forgive, you're the person, the person doing the forgiving gets set loose. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, mom, let's bring you into the conversation here um, because you, well, first you have something that I mean, we, I, I can hear you saying yes, so you agree <laughs> with some of those things. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the, 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 forgiveness does set the person free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does. And, and, and I, agree with, I agree with all of those things. It, it's, not, it, it's, it's really an act of the will, and it's in obedience to God's Word, mm-hmm. not depending on feelings, yeah. just like you guys said. And also, you know, it's not conditional it's not right. like well if you 
apologize, then I'll forgive. Right. I'm waiting for that apology. Right. Right. No, it, it's not. It's not conditional like that. That's right. And um, I loved what you said too. You know, when we, when we left off, I was I was at that bad place, <laughs> but I had determined. <laughs> the Holy Spirit had convicted me that um, I must I must forgive. I must forgive. Mm. And I love that Psalm and Travis. You you quoted it um, early on. Yeah. Um, it, 139, Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, Mm -hmm. and see if there's any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's what the Holy Spirit did at that time. Yeah. So, forward a little bit, and um, by this time, um, we had... um, made multiple trips to um, help out at the nursing home, to get Ann settled. My dad's wife settled into a room um, in the in the nursing home section. My dad remained in assisted living for a while. Later, they both then shared a room in the nursing home uh, right. part of it when, when he started sailing um, more and more. And... Uh, but early in, in, in 2017, I always longed for, and I always sensed in my dad, as he was cramming for finals, um, <laughs> I wanted him to have peace. Mm. I wanted him to have peace and not be anxious and worry. Mm-hmm. And I, um, he told me, I don't, I don't have a Bible. Mm. And um, I said, well, okay, well, Lord, we're going to get you one. I'm going to send you one. And so I... Um, sent him a Bible, and um, in there I put a sticky note, and I and I wrote John fourteen twenty seven, which says, "Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid." Hmm. And that kind of started. My dad wanted to find out more about John, you know, the hmm. disciple that got. And I want you. Can you send me a book on John? Hmm. And I said. Well, I and my my dad was always, you know, had a real curious mind and you know, and and loved to learn. And I said, "Well, just read the book of John, Dad." We have. A, I need to know about John. Okay, all right, I'll get your <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. And I became real good friends at that point. Um, got the book of John, gave him the Bible. Um, a good friend of mine, um, Tony, gave me several books to give to him one of which was a little book that was written from the perspective of the thief on the cross. Yeah. And um, that book was easy to read and um, good for when you're not feeling well, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, to my dad, that, that book spoke to him. Um, then he wanted Luther's small catechism because he was, he was brought up in the Lutheran church and confirmed. And so I got in Luther's small catechism. Mm-hmm. Um, then he wanted the picture of um, Jesus knocking at the door, you know, that famous picture of, yep. mm-hmm. um, and the, the scripture that goes with it, Revelation 3.20, Behold, mm-hmm. I stand at the door and knock. It's really not a salvation verse I learned later. It's really, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. We can apply it, right? That's uh-huh. right. So I sent him that verse and that picture, and he was so thrilled, and he said, that was my confirmation verse. Hmm. And that's perfect. He said, that's my confirmation verse. And I remember at the time thinking, 
oh, right, Dad. Now you're really going to remember your confirmation verse 70 years ago? (laughs) 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 But okay, if you think it's your confirmation verse, okay. Just a little look-see later, I'm going through his things after he um, died, and I find his little confirmation booklet, which is so cool, and it has just beautiful, old-fashioned drawings and scripture, and I just love it. And I open it up, and there is that verse. (laughs) Turns out he was right. Wow. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, Lord, I can't (laughs) believe you showed me this. I found it, and oh, Dad, I'll be hard if you weren't right. And um, so that was just a little sweet blessing, but one night I got a phone call. I got a lot of phone calls. So this is during the time when I said to Steph, I'm going to give him Travis's number because honestly, <laughs> I'm like, one day he wanted me to send the definition of justification to him. And I tried <laughs> to yes. tell it to him, but it wasn't good enough. He had to have it in writing. So I'm like, okay, all right, I got it. I could, I'm going to send that to you. And I texted it out to him, you know, and, and everything. And uh, so I get a phone call and he said, um, you know, we don't get many uh, channels here. Many TV channels don't come in. And I said, I know it. I'm sorry. And he said, um, but I just got done watching this Billy Graham crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you did? And he said, yeah. He goes, you know, I don't know where I've been all my life. Mm. And he, <laughs> I, I've heard of Billy Graham. I knew Billy Graham, but I never, ever listened to him. Mm. And he began to tell me about the crusade and people going forward and people understanding um, what Jesus did for them. And all the, and I got off that phone and I said to Steve, it's so weird. I called him Steve and it's your dad, but you know, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. It's his name. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, I said, you, Steve, I said, I, I think he's got it. I think he has got it. And you know, he was a little skeptical because he's sort of been there before. Yeah. Um, but he really, he really did. Mm. He got it. The light bulb went on. He finally understood. And I saw a change and a softening in his heart. Mm. Um, I ran across a, a message from a nurse from his facility that had moved away that my dad liked very much. And he sent her off with a cross. And she said um, in the in this message how much she missed him, and he she said I have my wooden cross hanging on my bedroom wall. Hmm. It reminds of you, and of you reminding me to pray. Hmm. I am blessed to have such an awesome friend. So it was just a sweet little thing for me to see to realize that my dad, you know, my dad's trying to evangelize now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, it's just, we have to put it in perspective. He was 83 at that point, and God called him home at 84. Hmm. So just imagine, what? He was older than that. I looked at his obituary. Oh, we're we're wrong about that. (laughs) Oh, I was too. Now, maybe the obituary is wrong, but he said he was 88. It doesn't matter. Oh, I think that is right. I think I just pulled 83 out of the air. Okay. He was in his late 80s. That's the the headline. And we had watched, well, and you especially, Mom, all those years. He really, there just wasn't 
there was maybe a tiny bit of interest in the Lord, but not a yeah. lot. And there was always right. something that he kind of could explain away. And so yeah. I think it's, you know, we lived it, but it, it I, I wish I could put into words the absolute 180 that he did at 88 years old. Mm-hmm. All of the sudden, yeah. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. The, mm-hmm. It was exactly yeah. what the gospel does. It got into him mm-hmm. and it, cha- it began changing him from the inside out. And as a family, we were like, you would have these conversations with him and then you would immediately call us and tell us all these things he was saying. And we, like, we couldn't believe it. <laughs> he right. really changed. He really changed. And I really, I, at the end, um, he uh, expressed regret and remorse mm-hmm. and apologized. And I never, ever thought I would hear that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we wow. were say, I was able to say, it's okay, Dad. Yeah. It's okay. The Lord forgives and I forgive and I love you. And um, he called and talked to your dad, to Steve, to my husband, to Stephanie's dad. <laughs> um, wanted to talk to him and tell him. And their relationship was was a difficult one, also because Steve saw my hurt, and he was he was protective of me, and yeah. he didn't like it, and um, he was standoffish at times to my dad, and rightfully so, yeah. because he's hurt his wife, and and he didn't like it, yeah. and um, but yet Steve would drive me back and forth and back and forth anytime I wanted to go or felt I should go or felt the Lord wanted me to. Yeah. And was gracious in that, and he told him, he told Steve, you know, um, thank you for being a wonderful husband and father and grandfather, mm. and your girl, you taught your girls about God, and you taught them um, about His Word, and you did the right thing. You did it the right way. Mm. And... Um, I remember we. Uh, he called me because he didn't have Steve's phone number. He didn't have your dad's phone number. He said, is, is Steve there? And I said, yeah. And we thought he was going to razz him about Iowa State. Because <laughs> he went to a rival school. <laughs> yes, because Dad's a big Hawkeye fan, as we all know. And yes. um, Dad was a big um, Cyclone fan. So I thought this was going to be about that. And I could hear him saying, well, thank you, George. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hmm. I really appreciate that. And we hung up the phone, and I, I said, "Well, that took forty years, but, <laughs> but it, you know, but it happened." Yeah, and yes, and so now, you know, we're we can look at that, mom, and see. I mean, there's so many things that God brought to fruition, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. The very things that you know you had prayed for all those years, and you've been yeah. faithful to share. Like, Grandpa finally saw his need. For yeah. the Lord, and He knew He needed to be free of of sin, and He He embraced that repentance, and He found forgiveness with God. Um, yes. You at the same another, time. Oh, go ahead. Another thing is He just insisted that He share with me His bedtime prayers. He mm. wanted to be <laughs> sure He was praying correctly, <laughs> and I kept trying to tell him, "It's it's just you know, it's from your heart, and Jesus knows your heart, and it's it's." It's what, you know, 
it's fine. It's wonderful. Whatever you pray is, is you know, but I just want you to, I just, I'm going to have you listen to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but methodically, <laughs> to, you know, through this whole thing every night of how he did it and how he prayed, what he prayed for. And I said, Dad, I think that's beautiful. I think it's mm-hmm. precious. And mm-hmm. touched, it touches the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just, I get excited about it because it's so, it, like you said, it's so 180. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. so God. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so- because of that, what's so neat is, you know, you were obedient to the Lord in extending that forgiveness. Um, even before he started, he offered the apology you never thought you'd hear. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I- you were obedient. Grandpa was responsive. And then because he was being changed in real time, you know, it was so beautiful that he even offered um, apologies to you. And, and really, I mean, it's kind of like an apology tour there for a while. Like he mm. even yeah. was saying things to yeah. us as grandkids. And, yeah. and because of what God did in grandpa and what God did in you, um, he, he made reconciliation possible. And honestly, yeah. in a relationship that you had said for years, you, you really didn't think you would ever get there. You wanted to, but, you know, right. it just never happened. And so, you know, we I wanted you to share this story because there's so much hope in your story and what God did yeah. in your story. And yeah. God extended his grace and his mercy to you and, of, of course, to Grandpa. And so, you know, I think even the the end of the story for grandpa is that God did take him home and he's yes. with him now. And so, you know, even in that, just tell us just briefly here, what was so different about when he died, how you felt because of what had taken yeah. place versus mm-hmm. how you always worried it was going to be. Right. Well, I, I always worried that there would just be um, unresolved um, hurts. Yeah. There was going to be unresolved anger. There was going to be regrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was just there was none of it. It was um, it was just it was beautiful that um, it happened quickly. I was with him forty eight hours uh, before he passed. Um, I felt an urge to go see him. I was just ready to go back to work after um, Christmas break mm-hmm. in 2018. And um, I said to Dad, I feel like I should go see my dad. I just feel like I should go see my dad. And he said, well, if that's what you want to do, then that's what we'll do. Mm. So I went, and he was alert, and he was sitting in his chair, and he joked with me. He came in, and I, he didn't know I was coming. I surprised him because mm-hmm. I just said, them there not that long before yeah. and he um well what are you doing he goes you're gonna wear out the car um <laughs> and so you know i mean he was um i had no idea yeah i had i would have I pushed me and I'm, i used to be office nurse for a few years right. so it's mm-hmm. not like I recognize what it looked like going down and you know he told me I think I'm transitioning, which is a death and dying term. Mm. Right. And I thought to my, and I said, oh, I don't, I don't think so, Dad. 
He goes, well, you know, I'm sleeping a lot more. And I said, well, that's okay. You know, you just rest and, you know, da-da-da. And, um, again, by golly, he was right. He was transitioning. And I never, in 48 hours, you know, I just did not know. But we had a sweet visit, and he was alert. And um, the next thing I know, I got a call from the hospice nurse um, telling me that he had... uh, Really, really made a change, yeah. and uh, I could, I could. He, he's asking for you, mm. and um, I said because I was back at work done, yeah. and I said I will be there as soon as I can. I will be there, you know. I, I will jump in the car. <laughs> so we picked up my sister and um, jumped in the car, and um, he knew I was there. He mouthed to me. Um, I love you. I told him I loved him multiple times, and he was, I could tell he was trying to say I love you, but too. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could have talked. He would try to talk to me, but he couldn't. Yep. Um, but I was able to, we were able to be with him and um, say goodbye and hold his hand. And I told him, Dad, you know, you're going to see Jesus really soon. Yeah. And you're going to, and uh, it's going to be so wonderful. And mm. um, at, at his funeral, I was so filled with joy because I was so thankful that God spared his life twice, that yeah. God gave us an opportunity, that God allowed him for the, the eyes of his heart to be open to fully understand the gospel. Yeah. And um, it, it, it just, I was just, I continue to be over, I can't thank the Lord enough. Yeah. I can't thank him enough for that wonderful grace and mercy that he mm. showed yeah. and, um, it was his it, grace it, it was his yeah. grace um but i also think god i think he blessed you mm-hmm. and rewarded you for a lot of years of persistently trying to forgive your dad trying to love him just as he was trying to share the gospel with him and i think god was merciful and and blessed you um and, and rescued him and saved him. Mm-hmm. And it was such yeah. a neat, you know, it was just the ending that we all wanted, but we re- honestly didn't know if we would ever see. And, no, and you're I right. Yeah. At the funeral, there was just a real peace um, and a unexplainable joy in, in knowing he yeah. was okay. And, and we were going to see yeah. him again. And um, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And so thank you for sharing um, so yeah. much of your story uh-huh. and letting us hear kind of your perspective as a daughter. Um, I just want to kind of ask you a final question here. You know, it wasn't easy Mm-mm. all those years. Mm. And there's a lot we didn't say. And, you know, as you said, our goal in all of this is certainly not to dishonor grandpa. Um, right. But what would you say to somebody who, you know, maybe some of our listeners who are in a hard situation and forgiveness, maybe the Lord's even working as they're listening, prompting them like, you need to do this. Yeah. You need to offer this forgiveness to a spouse or a child or a parent or, you know, whomever. What would you, there's a million things you could say, but, you know, just maybe one or two things. What would you say to them? Maybe some advice you would give or just encouragement that you could offer? Yeah. Well, one thing is, 
don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't. I, I, I just, I never thought, um, there were times I never thought this would happen. Yeah. And yeah, it, it did. Um, it's hard. But it's never, it's always right to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's always right to do the right thing. And it's always right to obey God's word. Mm-hmm. And God will give us. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it humanly. That's right. But we have to pray for strength from the Lord. And that's what I would say. Just ask God to give you that strength. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to um, extend that same mercy and grace and forgiveness that you've been given. I just think that's so key is that, you know, we've been given so much Mm -hmm. and we don't deserve any of it. And we deserve, you know, we deserve eternity without Jesus, but we got it because of his atoning work on the cross. And um, we need to extend it then as hard as it is. But, you know, God can take and make beauty from the ashes and uh, a message yeah. from a mess. Yeah. And it wasn't a perfect journey, and it was a hard one, and there was ups and downs, and I was close to giving up. And I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit was, like, working in my heart hmm. and just, you know, um, showing me that, no, you can't do that. That's that, that just you you can't say all those years and then not live it out. Yeah. And you know, forgiveness is just so powerful. It's so powerful. And um, let God show His power, and yeah. let God uh, hmm. let God write the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. His power is yeah. made perfect in our weakness. Right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Steph, we were talking earlier, too, it just, last year during Lent, I just was, I was looking at the words of Jesus from the cross, mm-hmm. and I just was looking at, you know, what he said in what order, and, and just the events of that, and um, the, the th- two thieves on the cross began with mocking and mm-hmm. jeering, mm-hmm. Yep. and um, one of them changed course That's right. Yeah. and decided to um, call upon Jesus and really put his trust and faith, because he said, remember me when you get to your mm-hmm. kingdom, you know, yeah. when you get to remember me. And what changed his mind? What, why did he go from one extreme to the other? And, you know, when I realized that Jesus' first words from the cross were, Father, forgive them mm-hmm. for the not know what they are doing. And the perfect Son of God who was innocent and did nothing wrong, that's what came out of his mouth. Yeah. And that's powerful. Yep. See, that's the power of forgiveness. And yeah. that thief saw that and heard it. And it changed his heart and it changed the course of his eternal destiny. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, that was so powerful to me. Again, just reinforcing the power of forgiveness. And uh, yeah, what a savior! You know what hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that that would be my advice. Just just you know, God is powerful. Let mm. him let him work. Yep. Yeah. That's good, mom. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. 
let him work through you. So yeah. sorry, I get excited. That's it, it is. It's, it was an exciting thing to watch. Really, it, what a <laughs> incredible story of redemption mm-hmm. and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know, as you look back uh, early on as a child, life didn't pan out the way you were hoping it would, and and life threw a, no. a serious curveball and some unexpected things. Um, but God, through it all, was so good and faithful, mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. He had a plan through it all. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, it was yeah. is hard to see that. But how cool is it? You know, twenty twenty, you look back, hindsight, mm-hmm. and you can yeah. literally mark out the hand of God yeah. through the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that really creates such a sense of of worship when we have seen the activity of God in someone's life to bring them from yeah. a place of of uh, of pride to brokenness mm-hmm. to uh, trusting in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And using yeah. you through that to be a faithful witness uh, in his life, mm-hmm. and I think that's just a great reminder to all of us that there is there is hope, yeah. and um, and God is powerful to 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 transform someone's life. Yeah, yeah. yeah and our lesson this week, you know, is forgiveness in action. Yeah. And so we got to mm-hmm. um, see what forgiveness in action, how that happened in <laughs> your life and in Grandpa's life, and. Um, and we believe that it can happen in your life too for our listeners. That's right. Um, that, yeah. You know, it, it, his power, like you said, Mom, is way beyond us, and it's made perfect in our weakness. So mm-hmm. it's not that we bring like our best effort. Right. And yep. then that that that's what it takes. It it actually takes our surrender and our ability to say. I can't, mm-hmm. but I know you can yep. in me and through me, and he's faithful um, to do it. And so thanks again for um, sharing your story. Yeah. And, um, of course, I'm thankful for a mom who lived out the gospel in front of me, um, not just in these last few years, but my whole life, but especially these last few years, um, you know, it was... It was not easy as a daughter to watch our mom be um, hurt and in pain and even to to hear some more details of the story that you sheltered us from when yeah. we were little. But um, it was incredibly instructive uh, for us as your kids and, and grandkids to watch you be faithful and watch you honor your dad despite um, maybe how you felt mm. or whether... Whether you even felt like you deserved it, you did the hard thing. Hmm. And I know God honored you and blessed you because of it. So thanks. Well, I'm, thank- I'm forever thankful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's the that's the result of, of that obedience. So, mm-hmm. Trav, do you want to um, kind of close us out here with a prayer for our listeners or anything else that you wanted to add? No, I think um, everything that's been said is so good. Uh, we think about forgiveness uh not only the tenets of 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 why we forgive but what it looks like yeah in real life yep like i think sometimes we think okay there's there's this theology i understand about god and i understand these doctrines but does it does it actually work <laughs> hmm. and <laughs> and i think we see that it does yeah um and so i love this this you know the story that really is a story of 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 who God is and what he did mm-hmm. in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot longer than, than we would have expected it 
to take or wanted to take. But as I heard one guy say, God is rarely uh, early, but he's never late. Yeah, yeah that's right. And his, um, timing, is his timing is really perfect, perfect. Yeah. in yeah. all of it. So thanks, Deb, for sharing. And yeah, let me, let me pray thank for everybody. You. Okay. Lord, thank you again for the story of redemption and um, God, how uh, you loved us when we were um, not lovely at all. Mm-hmm. But by the cross, you have made us lovely. Uh, we were not worthy, but by the cross, you have made us worthy. Um, we, we had not earned in any way your favor, mm-hmm. but you gave it. For God so loved us, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Thank you for the wonderful and powerful gift of salvation, the transformational aspect of the gospel, as it says in Romans 1.16, if I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God and to salvation for everyone who believes. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And because of the gospel, we can forgive. Yeah. Enables us to forgive because we have been forgiven so much. Thank you, as it says in Colossians, <laughs> you canceled out the certificate of debt that was against us, having nailed it to the cross. A payment has been made, a prisoner has been set free. We can rejoice in the gospel. Thank you for everybody who's been listening to this. Hope it's a great encouragement and uplifting for them today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And that is a wrap on another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. What an amazing story and testament to God's goodness and faithfulness, even in the midst of hard things and difficult things. And then to be able to um, hear Deb say she's just, she's thankful um, as she has seen God work from start to finish. Even the hard and challenging things, she can see how his hand has been at work um, in the life of her dad and then also in her own life and what it has grown and cultivated for herself and then for her family. Um, hopefully you were encouraged. I know I was and challenged too to think about, is there anything that I'm hanging on to? Is there any aspect in my life in this area of forgiveness where maybe I'm hanging on to something I shouldn't? And even as Travis and Stephanie started in the beginning talking about that piece of unforgiveness often impacts the person that's hanging on to it more than the person that we're not forgiving. And so we just... As we listen through um, last week's episode and this week's episode, hopefully if the Holy Spirit is at work um, and bringing something or someone to mind, um, don't delay. And if you need anything from us, please reach out. We'd love to chat with you, pray with you. Um, And as we mentioned every week, um, if there's someone that came to mind maybe that you think could benefit or be encouraged by this episode, please share it. Um, Comment on our posts subscribe to our episodes as they roll out, leave us um, positive reviews and um, all of it just again continues to help us and with all the algorithms that are changing all the time makes us a little bit more visible. So we do appreciate it and we will see you again soon.